focusing on an emerging generation of kings. He's intelligent, he's a man of God, he's a man of passion. And it's been a blessing to so many of us personally in this house. He is going to be bringing the word this morning. And, and it's a season of celebration for him. Yesterday was his 30th birthday. Today, I believe, he's been nominated uh, on the Future Awards. I believe he is going to receive that award. I wish it was a voting category. I thought it was a voting category. Would have voted... I was going to say the hell out, but hell is not involved in this matter. So when I heard it was not a non, it was a non-voting category, I was like, ah, someone will use spirituality again. You must collect that a word. Um, yeah, was sent me a message two or three days ago. I was almost tempted to say, hope my guy is winning. Otherwise, I'm not coming. <laughs> all right but i believe you're gonna win the award this morning and it's gonna be talking to us about friendship <laughs> burdens blessings and betrayal receive one of our ministry directors and somebody i'm glad to call son in the house this morning minister anointed powerful standing on as it comes Hallelujah. Please, can we celebrate Pastor Dami this morning? Hallelujah. Oh, thank you this morning. We give you all the praise. Thank you for this house. Thank you for your investment of our lives. Thank you for our Father, the set man of this house. Thank you for your timely word. Thank you because you've not left us unguided. Thank you for directing us daily, for instructing us per time. Thank you because your word is like a tree in our midst. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, even as your word comes this morning, Father, we pray that it comes with precision in the name of Jesus. We pray that only your intent will be communicated today in the name of jesus we pray that no man will be hurt this morning in the name of jesus we pray that only your mind only your mind this morning in the name of jesus in jesus name we've prayed can we jam our hands together for jesus as we have our seats hallelujah 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 first of all i'd like to sincerely thank pastor dami for this amazing privilege i don't in any way take it for granted um, please celebrate pastor dami please i i count it a big privilege standing here this morning to share the word um and every time i think about you know how everything just happened i'm always in awe of god because you know i only came to kings to just come to you i mean those kind of guys that will just come to church you know you you're done with worship I'm not sure my first four or five months in King I ever Kings I ever listened to Pastor Dami tell us to give our offerings because the moment is done preaching I'll pick up my bags and just you know and just leave because not like I was interested in bonding or any friendship or any in fact from the beginning I felt like you know Kings we are too every extra right I didn't know that I was going to join the gang eventually. <laughs> 
you know so i'm so grateful to god because i can literally touch and count the things the transformation i've seen in my life since i joined kings and it's been from every time i feel like god has done something major right it keeps blowing my mind uh and i'm so so grateful to the leadership of patadami um he has not just um talked the talk he has lived the talk i've seen him um in the best of times i've seen him you know in not so good times i've seen him manage relationships i've seen him with his family i've seen him with his mentors i've seen him with his proteges and he's just lived an exemplary life i want to just say thank you pastor dami i'm so grateful i'm so so grateful yeah i also like to thank pastor toju too for being such an amazing woman i'd like to also appreciate all our pastors pastor larry pastor vicky minister Uche. And interestingly, um, I'm not sure if this was intentional. You know, all of the ministry directors, they are genuinely my friends, right? So it's not a case of we're just friends by association. We talk, normal talk beyond church, and they are genuinely, genuinely my friend. I want to celebrate all of you, Pastor Vicky, Pastor Larry, Minister Uche. God bless you. Hallelujah. I also want to celebrate all the leaders. Thank you so much. Thank you for the messages. I'm so grateful. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know, eat out some time out of the. So, <laughs> so I wish I, I'm as anointed in music like Pastor Vicky. I'll have done like two worship songs so that we can chop up like 15 minutes or even like 30 minutes. You know, so that by the time it's the same time up, I can say, you know, I don't have time anymore. Let's quickly rush down. <laughs> so, hallelujah. So, this morning we're going to be sharing with us friendship, right? Um, and I'd like to just take it from the premise of where Pastor Dami, uh, the, the background Pastor Dami laid last week Sunday. And I'm trusting that the, the Lord will be able to open our hearts and our minds to be able to see the importance of friendship. Right? Oftentimes, the, the people we call friends are just close contacts we talk to regularly. They are not really friends. Right? So, we make this mistake by assuming that because someone is close, there's closeness but there's no connection. So I just want us to see from the beginning that friendship is God's initial idea. God's foundational idea was community. Right? And um, so that doesn't look like I'm starting motivational speech. Let's start with the scripture. Is that fine? Is that fine? Hallelujah. All right, let's open our Bibles to john chapter 15 from 12 to 15 we're going to read a couple of scriptures john 15 12 to 15 then we'll do colossians 3 12 to 14 um friends burden betrayers and blessings all right scripture says this is my commandment that you do what that you love one another as i have loved you can we go on Greater love has no man than these, than to lay down one's life for who? Hallelujah. Let's quickly go to Colossians 3. Colossians 3, 12 to 14. Colossians 3, 12 to 14. All right. The Bible says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved. Can we read together? Holy and beloved. Put on the tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing one another, 
Yeah. All right. Put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Hallelujah. So I just wanted to set that premise to set our minds right when we talk about friendship, when we talk about bonding and relationship. Right? And I also like to say that the Christian life is not a life of solitude. God has not called us to a solitary place. And we can see clearly in the scriptures, the Bible said, after God had created this, created that, the Bible said, and God saw that it was what? It was good. God created the other one. God saw that it was what? It was good. After all of the things God created in the first chapter of Genesis, by chapter 2, at some point, God said, God saw all along, that this was good. That was good. In chapter 2, the Bible said, And God said that it is not good. So the first thing God identified as not being good is not sin. It's a solitary life. Do you understand? And you understand why God is saying this. Because by the time God wanted to make man, God didn't say, let me now make man. God said, let us make man. Before you can invite someone to make something, that means you guys must have thought about it before. Do you understand? So if I call Mr. Shere to say, oh, let us, let us build something, it means that we've had a back-end conversation before coming up to say, let us do it. Right? It meant that God had an existing relationship somewhere before he could say, let us make man. So after God had made all the things he made and he said, he saw them that it was good. God couldn't hold back his expression. He needed to say that this one, I can't keep it in my thoughts. I need to say it out that it is not good for a man to be alone. So the Christian life is not a life of solitude. It's not a life of let me do my own. I'm a prophetic apostolic man sent to the world to transform generations. And the truth is, I don't think in this generation the devil is after one man. The devil is after us as a community of people. So when God is looking at the earth, God is not looking at a man. God is looking at the people. So when you even see God calling people, by the time God called Abraham, God didn't just say, Abraham, come and go. By the time God was calling Abraham, he was calling him with who? His family. So God don't want us to walk alone. You may not support Liverpool, but you should never walk alone. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God is all powerful, but he said, let us make. He said, let us make. The first thing God said, God said that wasn't good in the whole of the creation of humanity was the fact that man was alone. It was isolation. It was lack of friendship. It was lack of companionship. Despite the fact that God saw that everything was good. Everything was perfect. In fact, the last verse in the book of Genesis 1, the Bible said, and God saw everything and it was very good. Consider the chapter contrast. God said something was very good. He saw that something was very good. And in the next verse, he said, no, I don't think this is, this is good enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
The scripture says God sets the solitary in families. God wants us to relate. God wants us to bond. God wants us to build long-lasting friendships and relationships. God is not trying to raise a one-man guy who is trying to, you know, upturn and overturn the earth. God is trying to raise an army. Hallelujah. And you would realize that the whole of the story of creation is a story of friendship. The Bible said that after God had created the earth and had made man in the garden, the Bible said, and God came in the cool of the evening. Friendship. Relationship. God didn't say, I've created you, let me stay in heaven and leave you there. God came down. And it meant that the time he was recorded doesn't mean that would have been the first time God came. Because the Bible said that when God called Adam, he said, because I heard you in the cool of the evening, it meant that Adam was already familiar with that experience. It means God was always coming regularly to check, to see, to know. Ah, guys, how are you doing? Oh, this lion guy, this is an imagination, it's not in the Bible. <laughs> you know, this lion guy, this, uh, what kind of speech is this? Because God could trust Adam to name these animals, God wanted to understand his thought process. Yeah, this man I created, this is, this is a special being. They will sit in the cool of the evening and just talk. Imagination. So the metaverse of today was what was happening in the past then. That was what was happening in the past then. So God will look at the animals, look at the waters, look at the day, look at the night, the flowers, the trees. Unimaginable things. And God will sit down with Adam. It meant that Adam was familiar with that relationship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the whole of creation is a story of friendship. By the time the first man fell, it was a falling from friendship. God wasn't mad because they ate the fruits. God was mad because they broke the trust of friendship. God wasn't loving God over them. God was their friend. Do you understand? It was a story of friendship. So you will see in the scripture from, from Adam and Eve, every man God worked with specifically. You will hear that and God worked with and he went to be with the Lord. Do you hear God say that I would not do nothing without telling my friend Abraham? Do you understand? So these were careful, specific things. All of this journey has been a journey of God saying, guys, I want us to be friends. And the same thing God wants us to replicate with ourselves. It's been a story of friendship. Abraham was called the friend of God, Genesis 18:17. Moses was so close to God as a friend. Moses told God, God, show me your face. He had so much relationship with God. He had so much friendship. If you're dating someone online and you're making calls, you're making calls. At some point, you will say, can we do video calls? That was the point Moses got to. Moses had been making audio calls with God for a while. And he told God, he said, God, show me your face. Let me see you. We've been talking for years. Let me see your face. This has been the story of friendship. And I cannot imagine some of us who feel in our high state that we can live our lives alone. That we can weather through the storm of life alone. Man was never made to be alone. God's principal design for us was to fill up the spaces is given to us 
for us to fellowship with one another and through friendship to thrive in the place he has given to us. God's primary intention is for us to live in communities, stay in circles and clusters. This is why you will see we have different teams and kings. There's KMT, there is um, project team, there is uh, uh, performing art team, there is the admin team and all of that. It is deliberate. It is deliberate. Because this is God's principal intention. You cannot imagine God telling Noah to say go and build the ark and get into the ark and just move on. It wasn't like the wife, his wife and his children were that, were that great guys. But because when God looks down, God sees a people, not a person. So God told this guy, you cannot be in this ark alone. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God sees people. God calls us a people. I want us to open our Bibles to Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. Acts. 242 to 47. The Bible says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in what? In the breaking of bread and in prayers. 43. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together, and they had what? All things in common. 45 and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need i mean i just wanted to set this premise to to make us understand that friendship was the basis of the early church it was it was and the proof of friendship is given it is i wrote down here in my note that friendship oftentimes is not give and take it's give and give the moment you step into a friendship thinking what am i going to get out of it then it's not a friendship anymore it's a parasitic relationship and oftentimes when they ask you why is this person your friend the first thing you say is because he does something for me i hope you all agree i hope you all agree when someone says oh why is this guy your friend oh he listens to me he supports me the first thing that comes to our mind is not i do this to this person I'm not saying we should be in parasitic relationships. What I'm just saying is, this first church, the Bible said they brought all their possessions. They brought all, everything they had. And nobody said, no, this is my bread. This is my butter. Everybody shared with love based on the premise of friendship. The first church started as a community. What we typically call church today. So it becomes a struggle when we say people should come to church and all of that. Make friends in church. Because the first church, the initial idea was a community. It was a community. It was like a cooperative. These guys came together. They brought their money together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we can see all through the scriptures, even Apostle Paul, his relationship. If you check Romans, I think, chapter 16, you will see a long list of Apostle Paul sending affectionate messages. The Bible wrote about Epaphroditus. He said, this guy was sick. He said, but God had mercy on him. 
not just for him but on me because if this guy dies it will be a problem for me that is friendship apostle paul hallelujah so we must understand that this is the core of our lives for those of us who come to church and just run away like me some years ago we need to change our ways from today hallelujah so friendship is an action word this is how you differentiate between your judas and your jonathan so judas will say jesus never me i can never but jonathan will go to his father and say this guy you cannot kill him oh friendship is an action word you must realize that there are pains attached to friendship it won't be all good I'm not talking about the abusive ones now. I mean, you know you should walk away from that. But friendship is not about the rosy lily valleys. It's not about that. It won't be all good. Pastor Damian told us that there is no sustainable relationship that will try without friction. So if you've been friends with someone for two or three years and you guys have never argued, you are probably staying behind a fig tree like Adam and Eve and you are doing cash hide and seek. Yeah! an action word there are pains attached to friendship you will hurt each other you would boost each other but you would remain together do you understand hallelujah i already mentioned that friendship isn't always give and take it's almost like give and give friendship is more of a covenant than a contract it's more of a covenant you know, and I mean, I didn't take Pastor Dami's permission to do this, but you know, when when Nikiti for Pastor Dami's that barrier, I, I think I had mentioned it here. You know, and Pastor Flores was, was with us, and I saw the way you know Peter was able to navigate his relationship with his family members. See, if you want to know your true self, if we want to know you, we'll go back to your family. If we want to, all these ones we come to do in church, we wear nice suits. If we want to know your true color, we'll go back to your family and say, this guy that, come and, that comes to speak in tongues. They will say, ah, am I in shape? <laughs> you know, it means you, yeah, you shake me. <laughs> you know? So, so I, I was going to say that I saw the way Pastor Dami's, I'm not sure if those women were his cousins or the way they were calling him his old names. I don't call that name. You know, they will say, ah, this person, and they will, ah, and all of that. Then his brother. And you see the way they would hug like children. Like, oh, you know, every minute. In fact, there was a time myself, Pastor Larry, and Mr. Uche, we went to, you know, check the body. And both of them were just hugging themselves. And I'm like, ah, these people go serve. I have brothers too now. <laughs> you know? And I saw, I saw also his relationship with the Pastor Flourish. Do you understand? And his relationship with us is spiritual children. I mean, does that mean we don't do annoying things to Pastor Dami? We do. Does that mean Pastor Dami and his elder brother won't have fought several times? I, I mean, I, I grew up with four brothers. It must happen. In fact, fights that are love language. <laughs> you know? It must happen. But there will be pains attached to relationship and friendship. But we must be able to stick through. Some of us are just weather-based friends. I've never heard someone say I'm the bad friend before. When people leave relationship and say, what happened? You'll say, ah, this person broke my heart. I've never heard someone say I broke someone's heart before. 
Nobody comes to say it. Same with friends. They will say, I'm, I'm walking away from that friend. You don't even know it was the person that was walking away from you. Right? When there are little frictions, we are so quick to say, oh, I'm, I'm leaving this relationship. I'm done with this friendship. There must be pains. There will be trying times. There will be times when things are not, they are not aligning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Friendship is for perfect people. Not for perfect people. It is absolutely not for perfect people. It is not. So if you call someone your friend, doesn't mean the person does everything. In fact, I feel like my friends are the direct opposite of my personality. Yeah. I was telling Mr. Ochi and uh, Pastor Larry yesterday that there's a friend of mine who I was praying he shouldn't come for my ordination. I mean, he's a very great guy and all of that. But I cannot imagine what he can do. He's an extreme extrovert. So they can call my name and start shouting, Ah, so Pastor Toju posted something yesterday. And he went into Pastor Toju's comment session and started cursing havoc. And I'm like, what kind of human being is this? You know? <laughs> you know? But it doesn't mean we're not so good friends. It is not for perfect people. I know I will do annoying things too. People who stay in their marriages are not people who feel like, oh, this person is a perfect pic- picture, just like Jadis said, after sliced bread. <laughs> we all make mistakes. We are all work in progress. So friendship isn't for perfect people. Friendship is a journey of forgiveness. Yeah. The Bible says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. That means your friends will wound you. They will wound you. Some of these wounds are unintentional. Some of you have passed about this agreement. You've gone around talking to everybody. Ah, this person is a bad person. This person is terrible. And you will... I'm te- see, I've even had that experience severally. And I've learned my lesson in life. Never to put mouth in friends' issues. So, if I know you are close, and you're coming to tell me, ah, this person, I'll just be like, hmm. You cannot go cool document my hmm. Right? Right? I mean, it was my mom that taught us this, that when someone is trying to talk to you, just keep saying, mm. And you kilos of, mm. At least you can't say, I said, mm. So when two friends, when there are frictions, and you're quick to come to say, oh, this person is terrible and all of that, and two weeks later, you guys now make up. And you now be like, ah. Well, this was the Judas Iscariot we were talking about last week. <laughs> Do you understand? So, friendship is a journey of forgiveness. It's a journey of forgiveness. I mean, you can ask people who are married. Who keep... I want to say who keep. No. They keep forgiving. (laughs) I mean, they keep forgiving themselves. Daily. Daily. And we're so privileged to have pastors who are so vulnerable. There was a pastor's post I read. The reason why I don't usually engage pastor just post so that they won't feel like you're coming into women's matter. <laughs> you know, there was a post I read where she was talking about when herself and pastor may have some sort of friction, they ensure they do the same thing they had planned to do. Yeah. I mean, I was read that post. Yeah. So it's a journey of forgiveness. You don't get to a relationship and you're looking at the exit door already to say, ah, this guy, I'm suspecting you. I know you cannot last. You are a friend for a season. <laughs> and you, you will not start cutting their friends for a season. They are a friend for a reason. And they are a friend for what's the third scene? In the prison. 
Hallelujah. So faithful are the wounds of a friend. The Bible says the kisses of an enemy is profuse. So, so we need to understand that we would always experience those kind of things. It must happen. It would happen. Some of us need to go and mend destiny-related relationships. Because of minor issues, you argue. I mean, my friend and I went for our friends, our mutual friend's wedding. You know, and it was time for um, reception. And, you know, the, the hotel where we lodged, they started messing up. They brought out our bags and all of that. And I was telling my, the other friend to say, oh, let's just go to the reception and go and dance. And be, see, forget about They can't throw out our bags. And that other guy was insisting that, I mean, the three of us are quite close. Insisting that, no, let's ensure that we fix this thing. And it became very heated argument. Very heated argument. I'm like, ah, guy, must you do what you want to do? Must you and all of that? But after the argument, we still went back to dance at the reception. And when we were there, he said, guy, see, this is your stronger there. It's a problem. I said, you too. It's a problem. So what? Do you understand? So I will say, I will say because we fought at reception i will now say you i cannot come for your wedding it is over between us it is over the line has been drawn it has been marked right so there will be times like that hallelujah so quickly what are the ingredients of true friendship if you may call it number one consistency consistency proverbs 17 verse 17 the bible says a friend loves at all times so when i'm saying consistency i'm not saying proximity i'm not saying all so you see every day you can be close to people and you're not connected to them. Yeah. You can be consistency. Proverbs 18 verse 24. I like the scriptures. The Bible says, One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than who? Than brother. One who has unreliable friends? It is better not to have friends at all than to have unreliable friends. Friends, you cannot look back and find them. Some of us have social media followers, not friends. We only have those who engage on social media. Consistency. Are you a consistent friend? Are you there for that friend? It's easy for us to say the third party. Consistency. Number two, compassion. Compassion compassion. Proverbs 17 verse 9. Proverbs 17 verse 9. We can also write down Job 16 verse 20 to 21. Hallelujah. Compassion. You cannot claim to love a friend without having compassion. And as believers, one of the proofs of compassion is being able to go on our knees to pray for our friends. See, it looks like I, I made a mistake from the beginning. So when I'm talking about friendship, I'm not talking about unequally yoked friendship. Oh. Not like you have a friend who goes to club every now and then. You know, you come to speak in tongues on Sunday. And when you meet on Monday, you try to get a middle ground. You don't want to talk about club. You don't want to talk about church. Right? You can be acquaintance with those kind of people. I mean, Jesus died with those guys. But who separate himself with them. So we need to understand the difference. We need to understand the difference. If you have a friend who is in court who is not saved, you should be compassionate enough to go to God and prayer, to so have conversation with that kind of friend. 
Let's check Job 16, 20 to 21. Yeah. He said, my friends called me. My eyes poured out tears to God. Verse 21. Oh, that one might plead for a man with God as a man pleads for his neighbor. You know, so it's, it's so interesting that even in the middle of this, you could see compassion in the heart and the mind of Job for his friends. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number three, genuine happiness. Genuine happiness. Romans 12 verse 15, the Bible says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. And weep with those who weep. Genuine happiness. Genuine happiness. So when you tell that friend of yours that you just got a scholarship, how does the person act? You need to be sure. You need to be very sure. Some of us are packing the instruments of the Egyptian into Akena land. There are some people you should just let go. You're not trying to form. You're not trying to be spooky or spiritual. People you talk about your wings too. And you see their reactions. Because out of the belly, it is what is in their mind. And it is witchcraft. And you're not a pastor to deliver them. So if, you are, if you're surrounded with people who... The only place where you meet is to talk about terrible things. But, ah, this country is terrible. They feel happy. Ah, this breakfast, everybody is serving everybody. Ah! If the only meeting point is just bad news, then there's a problem. There's a problem. But when you find a friend who is genuinely happy for you, when you tell the friend, oh, my boyfriend just proposed to me, and the friend is saying, ah, where will my own come, self? <laughs> it's a genuine response. But, I mean, it shows the state of that kind of person's heart. At least this is still my proposal. Let's bask in it and celebrate it. Genuine happiness. Genuine happiness. And you know, the truth is, I may not be totally right, but I've realized that it is easier. I may not be totally right. It is easier to find enemies who pretend as friends to mourn with you. It is easier. So people lose their family members. Everybody choose him. So they may not be your friends. They may not even wish you well. So if you gauge genuine friendship by the times when you were down, people love you when you are down sometimes. So they want to just see you there and spend time with you. Do you understand? Some of the times you know your genuine friends are times when you're winning. The way they react, the way they take it up, the way they own it for you to say, ah, this win is our win. This thing is our thing. So you cannot judge genuine friendship by the times when you were down. You will say, ah, she's been with me when all my boyfriends broke my heart. She's part of your problem. Uh, you may not be right, though. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So you just assume that this person is a good friend because this person has been with you all your season of breakups. All the time. Seven breakups in five, like three years. They are consistent. You know, this person, the person you compare. I don't know if I can use autism. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I should check out for genuine happiness. Number four, a defined conversation. A defined conversations. Proverbs 27, verse 17. 
The Bible says godly friends engage in meaningful conversation to clarify and deepen the understanding of God's word. You say, ah, I don't want to be sounding spiritual. I don't want to be sounding spiritual. If you're talking to a friend for a whole year and there's no time you guys can say, let's pray together. What's this? Let's cast out this demon. Say, I have a day. All the advice is go and see a doctor. Go. Not the friend has never suggested, let's hold our hands together and pray. Or to just encourage you with God's word. So you guys have been talking and been gisting. There's no time you ever spoke about God's word. Or let's even say, oh, my pastor's message, even if you don't attend the same church. Oh, my pastor says so, randomly. The only thing is about social media, someone buying something, clothes, and all of that. Edifying conversation. Because the truth is, if truly this is your year of heavy harvest, you need to push out distractions. The time you're supposed to spend harvesting, if you spend those time discussing about the weather, where you should be harvesting, then you will miss your harvest. Edifying conversation. It is not wrong for you to have a standard. If you have that friend who is not up to that point, you can bring it up. You can bring it up. But what do you think? Hallelujah. Number five, correction. Correction. Proverbs 27, 5 to 6. Says open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Some of your friends, they correct you behind you to other people. Instead of them telling you, ah, Minister Houch, I don't, I'm not sure I like this. They go and meet Pastor Vicky. It's an example, not like he's like, oh, Pastor Vicky, ah, see Minister Houch, I wish he can change her ways. In his mind, he's correcting. Correction. If you have friends, there's something there's something I thought about. I, I'm not sure if this is if this can happen in reality, but there's something called objective loyalty. Right? People say loyalty is not objective, but there are times you can stand out and correct your friends. See this thing you are doing. I love you, but you will kill yourself. You will kill yourself. These are friends that can hold you accountable, that can keep you disciplined. Because in the real sense, everything must be disciplined, even love. Because if you don't discipline love, you will love what will kill you. Number, five, number six. Presence and vulnerability. Presence and vulnerability. We can see in 2 Corinthians 6, 7 to 6. 2 Corinthians 7, rather. Verse 6. When Apostle Paul was talking about Titus. He said, but God who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. You know, there are some times in our lives where we can never forget because of how friends showed up for us. Yeah. How they just came through for us. You can't call yourself a friend and you're not showing up. You don't want to make the effort. Everything is hard. Everything is hard. Things are, oh, everybody's busy. Everybody's busy. Seven years, you're in the same Lagos. We are busy. We are busy, but we can see you attending different parties. And you have a friend two kilometers away from you. You've never made any efforts. Presence and vulnerability. Even God the Almighty came to the Garden of Eden to see the people he created. He can't be busier than God. Presence. You need to be there. We need to learn how to be there for our friends. You know, we're in a generation that enables irresponsibility in quotes. Because of social media, you say, ah, be we talk on WhatsApp. Shabby, we talk on Instagram. We share Instagram DMs. Some of us have lost friends because we're not present for them. 
the times when we needed them. Sometimes a friend will come through your mind. You, you don't know how to do anything. Just call. Oh, you came to my mind though. The first thing you will say is, I'm just worried for people whose life is defined by screenshot on Instagram. But if they don't ask of you, don't ask for them. We are busy. Let's focus on focusing on our life. Your fo- energy. energy, yes. Let's maintain the energy, the vibes. We need to be present for ourselves. We need to show up for ourselves. We need ourselves to survive. There's a friend crying beside you. There's a friend waiting to hear your voice. And this guy's, this guy's thought has been coming through your mind. It won't cost you anything. Send a text message. Oh, how are you doing? What's up? What's happening with you? I mean, one of the things I try to ask my friend is, how are you really doing? How are you really doing? You know, I had a friend who got a job offer recently and when he shared the news, all of us were ecstatic and all of that. You know, somebody just told me, let me ask this guy, how is this offer self? Let's check. And by the time we checked, it wasn't an offer. It was an offer. It was not offer letter. It was arrow. It was not because, I mean, it was like taking him from man to fire. So when you don't genuinely, genuinely check, when you're not present, when you're not vulnerable, you know, we saw in Genesis 3, 8 to 10, the Bible said that, and, and the Lord came in the cool, cool of the evening to check on these guys. And the Bible said, these guys were hiding behind the fig tree. A lot of our relationships are behind the fig tree. We're not able to open up. We're not able to share. And, and I just sense God pouring out his mind to us this morning saying that I want to even mend my relationship with you first. Because if my relationship with you is not perfect, there is no way you can relate with your fellow human. If we're not on the same page, it will be struggles. If you don't understand my mind, God is saying, come out. Who told you you are naked? You're not naked. God is trying to sort out his relationship with you this morning. God is trying to say that that friendship we used to have one year ago, when you would wake up at the middle of the night and pray, I'm not angry with you, I'm not mad at you. Some of us have perceptions about God that are not right. God is saying, I'm not mad. Come out. Who told you you're naked? Who told you you made a mistake? Yes. You made a mistake, but you're not a mistake. God is willing to mend every broken relationship today. God is saying you can go back. You can take yourself out behind the fig tree. You stayed behind the fig tree for a while. You stayed too long, naked, unclad, and you know, you're feeling cold already. And God is saying, come out. Let me clothe you. I'm not going to send you away anymore. Christ has died. He has died for once. God is saying, I want to restore that friendship. It is good for us to talk about the friendship between ourselves, but God is saying, first of all, let's sort out this friendship. Let's talk. God is saying, come out. Come. Let's have a conversation. I love you so much. I died for you. I have died once and for all. And it is done. My blood cannot be shed twice. And I'm saying come out behind the fig tree. Come out behind the fig tree. The reason why you cannot stay in a relationship for a year. Is because you are behind the fig tree with me. Let me share my mind with you. This is what God is telling us this morning. God wants us to mend broken relationships with our siblings, with our mentors, with our proteges, with our friends, with our colleagues. Some of us don't have friends at work. It is not because we don't know our friends, because our relationship with God is bad. 
God is saying, come out behind the fig tree. Can we just bow down here this morning and ask God? God, I'm coming out to you. I'm coming out to you. I'm coming out to you this morning. I've spent time behind the fig tree. I'm mending relationships. I'm mending friendships. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Think about the relationships you've lost based on your mistakes, based on impatience, based on little pains. Lord, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out of the fig tree. Out behind the tree of this dummy cover. Lord, I'm coming out this morning. I'm making amends. I'm settling the sibling squabbles. I'm taking steps today. I become more compassionate. I'm there for my friend. I become more consistent. I'm reliable. I'm reliable. God fix me. I'm tired of complaining about others. This person is bad. That person is bad. The other person is bad. I'm tired of bleeding on others, Jesus. Fix wherever you need to fix me. Fix my tongue. I talk too much. My words are unruly. I'm uncaught. I've been breaking relationships over and over again. God fix me. I've got a terrible attitude you need to fix, oh God. I'm coming out of this fig tree. I'm coming out of God. Fix me. I don't want to leave this series and remain the same, Jesus. The Bible says, follow peace with all men. I want to truly follow peace. The peace I've lost with my friendship with you, I get it back. I ignite that koinonia that communion that communication that friendship that I've lost that has made me so selfish that I cannot give to you I'm coming back oh God I'm coming back oh God I'm coming back oh God I sense deeply that we need to pray this prayer for about two more minutes God fix me it is not a noise making prayer solemnly in your heart God fix that broken part of me if you are broken you will likely break others God fix me God fix me this character flaw I've been hiding from the world I've been hiding from you I know you can see me I come out I come out God asks Adam he said, who told you you are naked who told you you are naked Expose me to me, your God. Show me the way I am. I'm tired of deceiving myself. I'm tired of trying to play the good cop. All along, Jesus. All along, Jesus. Fix me, oh God. Fix me, oh God. Fix me, oh God. Fix me, oh God. I know you're not looking for perfect people. But here I am, oh God. Broken before your face. Fix me, oh God. Fix me, oh God. I have strained my relationship with my parents. Strained my relationship with my mentors. With my friends, with my colleagues. With destiny helpers. Strategic partners. With my words, with my face, my demeanor. Oh God, fix me. Help me, Jesus.
Leko prende bela dosi di vacatale gosha. Rebanda viriatosa tabagadasha. Juma kabibre de gila tabaladesha. Jende bela menas. Can we just lay up on our feet this morning? Can we rise on our feet and just pray this prayer with more intensity? Rekoshande kivili dikode salaki dala balasha. Oh God, we have come to your surgical room this morning to be filled, oh God, dissect all you need to dissect within me. Oh God, help me, help my world, help my tongue, help my eyes, help me to be consistent, oh God, help me to be reliable, oh God, to endure pain, to endure pain, Jesus.